0: live from CPAC uh, in National Harbor, Maryland. And we're gonna start this day off uh, like you would expect me to start this day off. We're here with Tom Holman, former director of ICE. He's got his Border 911 procedure program going on now, traveling the nation, traveling the border to see what's going on. And one of the biggest things, Tom, that I've seen is how border barriers do work because when you've seen the governor of Texas Take a stand there and put a border barrier up. The cartel infrastructure has now moved back to Southern California very rapidly. They've mobilized, and now that you see the influx in there, it just proves that barriers work at the border. Tom, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. And you're right. Look, I've been I I, I did border security for what, thirty-four years. And I've seen a lot of operations. I was on Border Patrol, I was IS Operation Gatekeeper. There's so many operations we did. And we proved over and over again the border barriers work because we would push again we did a huge operation in Arizona, guess what? It pushed them to Texas. Now Governor Abbott's doing a huge operation in Texas, pushing them to Arizona. Which shows border barriers work, right? When President Trump built 465 miles of wall, every place that wall was built, illegal immigration went down, the drug flow went down. And it pushed these groups to a place where it wasn't a wall where border patrol's waiting on them. So border barriers work and Governor Abbott's proving it. So Arizona, California better hang on tight, because about ready to get there. The, the numbers they would never seen before.
0: Now, so far this year alone, and we're only a couple months into this year, we're almost at a million illegal migrants coming in just, just in a couple of months. Uh,
1: where, where, where,
0: what needs to be done?
1: We need to get President Trump back in office, secure this border. And can he do it? Yeah, we did it before. We've done it. it, it this isn't rocket science to us. We, 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 we had the most secure border of my lifetime, President Trump. And you know, you're right. By the time Joe Biden's first term up, we're going to be about 11 million illegal aliens being counted at, at our border. 11 million in four years, and you know, and and that's astonishing. And that's not counting probably close to three million gotaways by the time this this administration ends. So think about that. You you're going to be able to about 14 million people, and it, 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 this country can't sustain it. So what needs to happen? This administration, three years, haven't done a damn thing to secure the border. They're not want. Now they're talking about doing some things only because the election's coming up. But look, I strongly believe in my heart, there's one guy who can fix this and fix it quickly. It'd be Donald Trump because he's proven he can do it.
0: It's done, and we've talked about this a lot of times that. The border was the most secure in our lifetime under Donald Trump. I'm looking at numbers now and you're looking at 304,000 in 2017, 396,000 in 2018, 851,000 in 2019 and 400,000 in 2020. You move to 2021 and we're at 1.7 million, 2.3, almost 2.4 million, 2.5 million in 2023 and so far this year just about a million. Same laws, just different lack of policy.
1: And even take the numbers in 2020 when it went up they only went up because of the biden effect you know it, 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 biden was leading the polls and when they did that they, it was obvious that the numbers started coming up criminal cartels were celebrating the election they were celebrating that biden was heading the polls so look again i think you're going to see a mass rush to the border in the next 10 months because i think they fear president trump's coming back He's leading the poll look, the criminal cartels are not stupid they're like a fortune 500 company they're watching what's happening right now. They're selling to these groups. You better get in now because if Trump gets back in the White House, everything's getting shut down. So I think you're going to see the numbers continue to climb.
0: Now, now something that doesn't get enough attention, in, in my opinion, is those surveillance balloons that Biden did away with very quickly in his administration. He, he stopped the funding for it, removed them. How imperative were they to get the surveillance, knowing the true number of gotaways, seeing those eyes on the, in the sky for our Border
1: Patrol agents? You know, they took the, the, they took the balloons down on the border for one reason, because those balloons were catching the gotaways, counting the gotaways. This administration don't want to count the gotaways. that their way, they'll claim zero gotaways. If they don't have evidence, then it's not happening, right? So look, they took eyes away from the Border uh, They took great surveillance capabilities away. Then you're talking about the aerostats. It was, you know, the aerostats give the Border Patrolies an eyes where they don't have eyes. It lets you know where groups are passing where there's not border patrols so maybe they can chase them. But take it, taking a tool away from the border patrol in the biggest immigration crisis this country's ever seen is just ridiculous. They should be giving them tools, not taking tools away. And they said it was a budget issue. Well, stop giving billions of dollars to the NGOs to fly these people all of the country, put them in a the hotel room at 500 bucks a night. Give the border patrol the tools they need to secure the border. Again, border security is our national security, and that shouldn't be up for negotiation. Give the border what they need to do the job. I want everybody to understand right now, now they're saying, well, the Republicans are to complain because they didn't pass that Senate border bill. The Senate border bill is disastrous. They shouldn't pass it. Joe Biden could change the border tomorrow. He could secure the border tomorrow with a stroke of a pen. He don't need legislation. He can put the Remain in Mexico program back in play, highest courts in Atlanta says it's legal. He can put the 30 safe country agreements back in play. He can stop and, and, and catch a and release. Those three things would probably take 80 percent of the border problem away but he's not going to do it he doesn't want to secure the border the only reason he's talking about it now because the election is a few months away i guarantee you let's say he wins god help us but let's say he wins everything he's talking about right now is going away for day one he's doing this for political reasons only they haven't done a damn thing in three years of slow to flow and that was on purpose and he's not changing
0: I'm glad you brought up the Senate bill, because 83% of that border security Senate bill didn't go to the border. It went to other entities to secure their countries, not ours. But you have House Bill 2 that's been sitting there for almost a year now, that was transferred over from the House, passed by the House, to the Senate, where Chuck
1: Schumer is not even allowed it off his desk. H.R. 2 is a game changer, a reason I know is because I was involved in it. It will work. How do I know it work? Because a lot of Trump policies are in that bill. It passed the House, but Senate won't even bring it up. So Joe Biden's serious. Uh, when Karine, when Kareem stands at the White House poem and say President Biden has done everything he can to secure the border, no, he hasn't. He's done everything he can to unsecure the border. But they all tell her, well, if he wants to secure the border, why, why isn't he telling Chuck Schumer to take up H.R. 2 in the Senate? Because we know that works. There's evidence that works because Trump did it. We showed the policy, the most effective policy we ever had. It's in H.R. 2. So if you want to secure the border, put your money where your mouth is and sign off on H.R. 2, and we'll get a secure border.
0: I've always said, because this administration is notorious for conflating comprehensive immigration reform with border security, they're two separate issues. You cannot have comprehensive immigration reform without border security first.
1: Look, we got to secure the border first. You're 100%, right? we got to, we got to stop the flow. Before we start bailing the water out of the boat, plug the hole. So, you know, I'm all for talking about what changes need to be made on immigration law. I'm all for a discussion, but not to secure the border. But here's here's what they do over and over and over again. They start talking about amnesty as part of securing the border. And you look at the numbers for the last 34 years I've been doing this. Every time they talk about amnesty, it just drives more people to come. Stop talking about immigration reform. Stop talking about amnesty. Secure the border. And, and, and other other discussions we made after we secure the border, but anytime they mention amnesty or talk of immigration reform, most people will, will rush the border to be a part of that new giveaway program. We got to stop talking that way. Secure the border. How do you
0: look at what's going on today in cities like New York? You know, my old city where I worked. Um, you know, you're you're a New York State guy to see. Our cops get abused, our cops get assaulted, the judicial revolving door, no bail, and letting these illegal immigrants out. I mean, you ran ICE under its most effective regime ever, in my lifetime anyway, and I would say I would put it up against any time. To see that, how demoralizing is that for all the work you do? I look at New York City now after all the work we did in the early 90s under Rudy Giuliani and, and Bernie Carrick and it just. It's painstaking to see what's going on. I'm sure you have the same kind of stance looking at what's going on in these cities across America, not just New York, with illegal immigrants.
1: It's disgusting. The the, the loss of respect for law enforcement. An illegal alien who's from another country, not even supposed to be here, has no problem with attacking an armed, uniformed police officer. And what that what's that tell me? That tells me that every civilian in that city is in danger because they're willing to take on an armed officer that that means the citizens are very unsafe. Look, if I was the ICE director, we would have been waiting outside that courthouse and they wouldn't have got on the bus and went anywhere, so we would have locked them up and put no bond on them. If I was the ICE director, we'd be patrolling the streets of New York. Regardless if it's a sanctuary city, they're not going to stop the feds from doing our job. So look, we need to have a presence. Bottom line right now, though, the secretary doesn't let ICE do their job. Remember, the secretary has told ICE, and this is on record. He said it several times. It's actually in his policy memorandum that being in the country illegally on its own is not enough for ICE to arrest somebody. He's telling ICE you can't enforce immigration law unless you're convicted of a serious criminal offense. When they're convicted of a serious criminal offense, it's too, it's too late. We should have gotten before they committed offense against U.S. citizens. Being in the country illegal is a crime, and we ought to be enforcing that, not wait for them to commit offense. And what we're seeing now is unprecedented uh,
0: corroboration, co- co- collaboration between gangs like MS-13 from El Salvador and the Venezuelan most brutal game. And uh, we've never seen that before. We're, we're entering a new, we've set up a new infrastructure for these criminally illegal immigrants that are here in America.
1: And look, what, what this what this administration has done, you're right, criminal gangs are ganging up. Criminal gangs are ganging together. And not only that, you know as I do, you were in a narcotics game for a long time in New York. The criminal cartels of Mexico not only have operational control of our southern border, which is, think about that, the strongest nation in the world doesn't have control of the southern border. The criminal cartels do. Now the criminal cartels are operating in every major city of this nation. Not only are they in charge of smuggling narcotics in the country, now they're taking all the drug distribution in every major city. There have been murders in all these cities, and as you know, when police start to fill out their little NCIC sheet and their in their in the crime data sheet, there's no box to check cartel crime. How many murders in in our major cities are the result of cartel violence because we don't track cartel violence, which is another thing we you know, President Trump would change right away. If the cartel involvement then we need to report it as such. But look, this country, we're in danger, not only because the national security threats coming across the border, but because of the crime in this country. We need a president who believes in law enforcement. We need a president who has law enforcement you know, uh, has her back, has her six. This president doesn't. And you know, look President Trump loved law enforcement. He loved the first responders. And that's why he got he got uh, endorsed by just about every uh, law enforcement agency in the country remember for president. We have to respect the law enforcement. I started my career as a cop in New York. It's sad to see what the station has become. I became a cop, my father was a cop, my grandfather was a cop. Cops were held to a high esteem. Cops, you know, you see a cop, you felt safe. Cops were there to help. They, they, they save more lives than they take. It was, what a great profession, honorable profession, and it's been destroyed by the left and we got to get it back. And we'll get it back under President Trump because law enforcement is the finest 1% this country has. We need to, you know, we need to stand behind him.
0: Absolutely. Amen to that. Uh, Border 911, you you you've started this organization. It's got some great people in it. Sarah Carter, yourself. Tell us about it and tell us how people can follow what you're doing now to, to bring to light what's happening around our nation.
1: I put Border 911 together. It's a 501c3C4. And we did that uh, again, no one's you know, I'm not making you know, this a profit free. I brought the, the finest border security agents in the world together. A lot of us work with the Trump administration, so we created the most secure border. But I brought them together for one reason. We're going to spend the next year going across the country, having huge events and battleground states to educate these groups on why border security matters. And tell them about the fentanyl, tell them about the terrorism, tell them about the sex trafficking. So when they get to the voting booth in November, they're going to vote for border security, and that's our whole intent. Educate them and let them, and so when they get in the voting booth, they, they push a button for the person who's going to secure our border.
0: Donald Trump gets elected. You're part of that administration recommending what he should do as far as the criminal element that's here already. Does ICE go around and start grabbing those felons that are here and start removing them?
1: Day one. Day one. And I'll be back, and I'll be, you like, Trump wants to be back, I already can, I'll already. i be back. And you're right, day one, we're going to force immigration law, day one, we'll start securing that border. I told the president the other day, he says, well, we're going to secure the border in, time." what, 30 days. I said, well, give us 90, Get at least, you know, give us 90. But look, he, he will secure the border. Not only that, he's going, he's going to take on the criminal cartels in Mexico. Mexico's not going to do it. They, they, they failed to do it with three decades. Mexi- the criminal cartels in Mexico killed more Americans than any terrorist organization. President Trump would declare him a terrorist organization, and he would destroy him. Uh, This president won't. The president hasn't done a damn thing about the criminal cartels in Mexico. He hasn't held China accountable for supplying the precursors to make fentanyl, selling it to the criminal cartels. President Trump's going to hold China accountable. He's going to hold Mexico accountable.
0: Again, we're here with Tom Holman, former director of ICE. Border 911 is an an organization, organization now. Tom, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today.
1: Appreciate it, Rob, and thanks for your service. Thank you, my friend.
0: It's Rob O'Donnell here at WILK News Radio. Budget Let me tell you a little bit about budgetblinds.com. Budgetblinds.com, you're going to contact them. You're going to get in touch with owner Tom or Rick. Owners of local budget blinds for all of Northeast Pennsylvania. L- the leader in custom window treatments. 90% more options than your big box stores. Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry including their no questions asked guarantee, which means you're going to save money. 30 years of style and expert service. Blinds, shades, shutters or drapes. Tom or Rick, our local NEPA budget blind owners, budgetblinds.com you won't be be, uh, disappointed. It's Rob O'Donnell here, it's live at CPAC, we'll be back in just a second with Match Slap, so we'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show
2: Odyssey is your new home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app today to listen to WILK News Radio
0: Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Here, I'm Live at CPAC at National Harbor, and we happen to have Matt Schlapp, chairman of the ACU and CPAC. Matt, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today. Great to be with you, Rob, and great to have you back at CPAC. Oh, it's always great. This is my ninth CPAC. It's my second year broadcasting from here, but it's my ninth CPAC. I was counting them last night. Uh, yesterday, great event, the International Summit here at so CPAC. First ever here, 20-plus
3: uh, Nations represented. Tell us a little bit about that event. You know, we we go around the world and we have these CPACs in seven or eight countries, and then all these other countries are asking to have CPACs. And then as we were moving to this all important one with this presidential election, all these international people are here, and uh, and it was of course my wife who said you can't have everyone come to your country and not like be hospitable and and get them all together in a room and. It just kinda of mushroomed. and then other countries started hearing about it, so their embassies were calling saying we want to be a part of it and I think a little function of this is the fact that or a large function of it is that the Biden foreign policy is so harsh on these people. I mean, all they care about is pushing the woke stuff. There's nothing about security, fighting China, you know, doing business deals, trying to boost their economy. It's all the woke and they're really upset about it and CPAC's become an alternative.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting how you'll have the left painted as uh, we're not inclusive. The, the conservative party's not inclusive. But I saw more inclusivity last night than, than pretty much any any time in, in, in weeks, in months, in years in the Biden administration. You had translators for Japanese. You had translators for Spanish. Mercy, uh, Mercedes slap your wife, was great. It's just doing a lot of translating herself there. It was just great to see so many people tell the same story, how the same things, illegal immigration, how these things are affecting their nations just as it is ours.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's right. I mean, when uh, when they call us isolationists, nothing could be further from the truth. We're all working with each other. We care about each other. We want their people to prosper. We want their nations to prosper. They call us racist. It's just so ridiculous. It's like, here we're going to all these countries where they look different, and speak different languages, South America, Asia, you name it. And, uh, you know, I think the more people have to see what being an American and being a conservative is all about, it just, it just shows you that what communists do is they propagandize and they lie and they accuse you of what they are. Really, we're not the racists, they're the racists. We're not the people that don't care about people overseas. They are. They're making their lives worse by propping up the regime in China and propping up the regime in Iran and telling Israel it shouldn't uh, defeat Hamas. I mean, this is a tough time.
0: No doubt. Now. The board last night did pass three resolutions. I know you posted them online and such. Yeah. Give us a synopsis of those resolutions. What did you think? Well, I thought it was outstanding. I thought it was outstanding.
3: Yeah. So this is the first time in our history. So all these people come together. We decide to have this summit, and then my head hit the pillow the day, night before or two nights before, and I thought to myself, we can't all come together and meet and not do something about it. So uh, we had a resolution on standing foursquare with Israel, and the, their their. Uh, their right to defeat their enemy trying to destroy them,
0: which got a standing ovation, by the way, when you passed that resolution
3: and uh, a resolution to pull out of the WHO and defund the WHO, which is just about ready to take national sovereignty away from all these countries. Now they say they'll only they'll only get involved if it's a healthcare emergency, but you know, Rob, like they're going to call anything a healthcare emergency in order to shut us down and control us. And then a third one calling out Joe Biden specifically for his. Uh, election interference in trying to get Donald Trump to be imprisoned. This is terrible.
0: Yeah, the, the weaponization we've seen with the Justice Department. I mean, we've seen it firsthand with our law enforcement. There are officers around the nation are getting assaulted by illegal immigrants. The judicial revolving door is happening, but they're focusing on things like unprecedented cases that have never been tried in this manner before to interfere with an election.
3: Yeah, that's right. I mean, this is the worst thing that we've ever had in our history. I mean, Joe Biden cannot be. Donald Trump, and the Democrats cannot beat Donald Trump, so they have to either get him off the ballot, imprison him, or they got to get rid of Joe Biden, and those that's what's at play. And I think a lot of people are fearful that there will be a late insertion with a new Democrat, and uh, it's one of the reasons why we have to run against these policies, because the policies will be the same no matter who's running. Um, and they are Obama policies, let's face it, Obama still runs this country, and the people close to him run this country. Joe Biden is a little bit of a figurehead. The only thing about that figurehead is he likes being a figurehead and doesn't want to leave. So I kind of like that part. We've seen
0: that come out to the forefront with uh, Susan Rice, Kamala Harris, little conflicts that are, that are leaking out. Um, coming up on Saturday, we have two current presidents of foreign nations. You have our former president, soon to be president, uh, president again. Uh, tell us a little about who's going to be speaking on Saturday.
3: Uh, you know, Trump is the big show, but then we have Javier Malay coming from Argentina. Uh, we have Steve Bannon closing things down, giving one of his fiery uh, pep talks to the nation. Um, it's it's really a who's who. I, as I go through the, we even have Lou Dobbs coming back. I just love that old guy. Uh, you know, he was uh, removed from Fox, shall we say, nicely, and now he's back, full of piss and vinegar all over again. Um, the uh, I think the key of all of this is is that we just didn't riddle the um, the schedule with a bunch of congressmen and senators. I mean. I love some of them. I hate some of them. And but the Republican Party refuses to use its power, and I don't know why that is. They just don't want to. They don't want spending fights. They're mad at Tabby, Tuberville, the great senator from Alabama, for placing all those holds to stop the trans and the and the DoD acting like they're playing Parenthood. Um, and uh, so we have those heroes here, but we got to highlight these great grassroots people. We had a panel up about the people that are fighting uh, the war on our kids, on gender confusion. Uh, We have a couple of panels on human trafficking where there's going to be people from communities who are heroes, and we want to highlight them.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Gordon Chang, a lot on China, on the aggression that's going on there. That was a big topic last night. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show. I appreciate you
3: spending some time. I'm glad you're prospering. I'm glad ratings are good.
0: (laughs) Thank you, my friend. Matt Schlapp here with CPAC. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Back to the Rob O'Donnell Show live at CPAC in National Harbor, Maryland. We're here with Roma Duravi, who is the founder and CEO of Duravi Strategies, former special assistant to the president, that would be President Trump, and former White House Deputy Director of Strategic Communications. Roma, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today.
4: Great to be on with you. Thanks for having me.
0: So tell us the things you're talking about as you travel around the nation, as you're here at CPAC today, and in the topics you're bringing up and talking about
4: really the american people want to know why should they vote for donald trump and why not joe biden you know that most people forget that elections are decided on just a few thousand votes especially in a district like where you guys are airing in pennsylvania you know joe biden's district uh home and and uh, many people are on the fence you, know, you see the polls are getting closer and closer just yesterday quinnipiac polls put out a new one that was a four point difference between Joe Biden and President Donald Trump so it's a tightening race and really we just want to make sure that regardless of what the mainstream media is telling people that they're really getting the facts of what's happening in our in our world today because you don't always get the truth if you're reading you know the New York Times and things like that and so we we do have to take the time and really correct the narrative and tell people you know For example, Joe Biden floating this idea that he's going to sign an executive order on the border. We all know he's not going to do that. And even if he did, it would be pen to paper and nothing else. It would be... The most meaningless piece of paper you would sign, like signing a receipt at the grocery store. You don't, They don't ask for your signature there, and, and his would be just as meaningless on something like that. Why? Because he's been so weak on the border for three and a half years, and it's truly hurting not just our country, but it is making us look weak on the world stage. So you have to take the time I'm taking the time to really make sure that we're combating these false narratives that are coming from the White House and the press
0: and you brought up a great point with uh, Joe Biden had This this executive action that he could have took for years now with the border, said he couldn't, say he did all he could, nothing else I could do. It's out of my hands. Congress needs to act. Those bad Republicans need to do something. And now all of a sudden, you know, a couple months as it's starting to kick in and his election is kind of floundering. Well he's floundering himself. Um now all of a sudden his executive actions.
4: Right. His favorite thing to do is point at the Republicans, point at Trump and say, It's their fault. It's not their fault. If he was a strong president, we would not be having this problem right now. You talk to the border agents, you talk to law enforcement, I'm sure you talk to former colleagues of yours, law enforcement in New York City, and they'll tell you the same thing. Without strong leadership, the rest does not matter they need a president that's going to enforce the law that is already on the books president trump has said this before he you know he put into place the measures that were necessary remain in mexico policy uh, things that are truly necessary in order to keep america safe and to make sure also that our elections are safe one thing that fox news pointed out this week was that 7.2 million illegal immigrants have come into the country since the beginning of Joe Biden's term. That number is the, the same number of people that are in any 36 states in America. So there are 36 states in this country that have less than that number of people living in it. That means any number, of, even if a small majority, a small margin of those illegal immigrants move to a swing state it could totally change the votes it could change the conservative vote and we could end up losing a state that that should have been a shoe-in
0: being a calm strategist looking at the biden administration looking at the disarray the mess the trying to rewrite history when it comes to jobs when it comes to the economy when it comes to inflation when it comes to the border what kind of nightmare would it be to to juggle what you're given with a joe biden
4: Uh, Well, they don't juggle it. They just hide behind the scenes. You know, I do have a few friends in the press, uh, not many, but some in the press that were there during the Trump White House when I worked at the White House, and there are some that still remain there today, and they've told me since day one of this administration, they're bored they're bored they don't have any access to the president they don't have any acts the president being Joe Biden I'm sorry and they don't have any access to his staff and so they really don't have the content to even write a good story in the first place not that he's doing anything good to write about but it's really difficult because they're just totally putting a wall they don't like a wall they don't want one on the southern border but they put a wall up when it comes to talking to the press and talking to the American people that's why you saw such a disastrous press conference from Joe Biden a disastrous appearance from him the other night when he tried to combat that report saying that he had cognitive decline he's not fit for, for office you know he tried to go out there and give a speech and it was just in shambles you know maybe if he got a little more practice and he talked to the press every now and then he wouldn't have such a hard time out there
0: no doubt we're talking to roma deravi she's the former special assistant to president trump former white house deputy director of strategic communications you can stick around with us for another segment roma
4: Oh, i'll be here
0: All right. we'll be back with the rob o'donnell show live from cpac and more from roma deravi talking about uh, the election coming up we'll be back with the rob o'donnell show Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show live at CPAC. You can call or text. I got I got that uh, stuff set up on a computer, but not like last year. So you can call or text at 570-883-0098. Get involved with the conversation. I'm getting your text messages, so I uh, haven't got any calls just yet, but we'll, we'll check them out. We're still on the line here with Roma Duravi. She is the founder and CEO of the uh, Duravi Strategies, former special assistant to the president, President Trump. Former White House Deputy Director of Strategic Communications. So, uh, maybe I'll be able to read one day here. It's been a long couple of days. Um, Roma. Trump had a town hall the other day with Laura Ingram, and one of the things that stuck out at me, one of the biggest, one of his best comments I've ever heard him make, is, is she brought up the, you know, we keep hearing you're going to re- have revenge. You're going to go after your enemies. You're going to go after these governors. You're going to go after these DAs. You're going to go after these people. You know, are you going to do that? And he says, my success will be my revenge. That'll be as simple as that. No, I won't go. I'm, I'm not looking to revenge anybody. Me succeeding in the four years that I have left as president will be my success that was one of the greatest comments i've ever heard him say
4: yes a very very presidential comment from a presidential man you know donald j trump is a businessman first and he is absolutely going to proceed as such and so one thing that i i hear often especially from people i'm from california myself who are on the fence you know maybe they haven't voted before maybe they used to vote democrat um, there are some republicans who just can't stand his mean tweets but when you hear him say that the best revenge is going to be the success of the administration
0: which means success for the people us america
4: exactly what i was gonna say it's not about him. that should hopefully get those people to pause and think wow he's not even thinking about all of the attacks on him he's not even giving two seconds of thought to going after these corrupt DA's because that's what they are and I will call them that they are absolutely corrupt they are going after him for personal reasons and you know also on the personal note Nikki Haley said politics is not personal and I couldn't disagree more politics is extremely personal you are choosing the person that is going to impact your day-to-day life, not because you you love that person, you love their personality, they're not going to become your new husband or your new best friend. You're choosing that person because their policy is going to impact you, it's going to impact your family, it's going to impact your community, and there's nothing more personal than that.
3: We talked
0: a little bit offline during the commercial break, and I've told you I, I have a lot of callers, I have a lot of people who call in who may have wanted for some, voted for someone else, wanted someone else to make it to a Pennsylvania primary. It doesn't look like anyone's going to make it to a Pennsylvania primary except for Donald J. Trump. Um, but they say, well, if it's Trump, I'm going to stay home. I'm not voting. And not because they're afraid of their vote being stolen or anything like that, but they, they just, and I keep telling them, that's a vote for Joe Biden. You you stay home. You do not vote. It's a vote for Joe Biden. So what do you have to say to those people to say, hey, you really need to think of the policies. You need to think of the things that are out there, not just like you said, mean tweets and such like that.
4: Yeah, I'll just mention. You know, I I, I talked about in our last segment the fact that the elections in America are decided on just a few thousand votes. Especially in a state like Pennsylvania, there is going to be a margin of just a few thousand votes that make the Republicans either win or lose and you just have to pause and think how is that going to impact your life right and so if you are on the fence because you don't like his tweets you know you you have to just realize that there this is larger than just um, you know someone punching a Punching back at their opponent in politics, as everybody does. You know, even some of the things that President Trump said about the election were said prior by Hillary Clinton. You don't see her getting trumped up on any charges, right? So it's not a fair playing field. The
0: same classified documents on a computer that she was subpoenaed and destroyed.
4: Thousands, (laughs) thousands. And you know what? There is proof of that. So, you know, hopefully one day there'll be justice there. I won't hold my breath. But you know, when you talk about this election, it's so important that you get out to the polls and that you vote for President Trump because your family counts on it. The future, you know, our future children count on it. If you want them to grow up in America, the land of the free, not in America, the Soviet Union, the land of socialism and eighty-seven genders, you got to vote for President Trump.
0: That's that's pretty much sums it up, uh, Southern California girl, with. I mean, we've seen it everywhere now, but the illegal immigration into Southern California. I was in Borderfield State Park in San Diego myself. I was there in less than 10 minutes and saw illegals trying to cross over there when I was visiting there. What is it like to see your home state get destroyed from within? Not only from that, but from the governor himself.
4: Yeah, it's really hard to watch that happen. Um, I I have a little running joke with my friend Larry Kudlow that uh, I will never. I have a bleeding heart for California. He tells me, "Ah, you got to give up on that place, Roma. It's it's gone. It's gone." you know, focus on Florida, and I just have a bleeding heart for California. You know, I think that it's a beautiful state, full of so much American farmland, entrepreneurs, uh, tons of legal immigrants. But you have this problem at the southern border, and unfortunately, you know, it's it's not just about illegal immigrants. It's not just about people coming over from Mexico. Uh, truly, it's about people coming from China, people coming from Middle East that are on the terrorist watch list, you know, they're they're bringing drugs over our southern border all the way from China. We're not even saying that this is the Mexican cartels. This is coming from another continent, okay? So until we get a hold of our southern border, A, we will not be safe, and B, no other nation is going to take us seriously. If we are over here trying to help Ukraine, trying to help Israel, and we don't have control of our own southern border, they're going to say, what are you guys doing? you don't even know what's going on in your own state in your own country so you know unfortunately we're in a position right now because of joe biden's weakness his lack of enforcement of the policy and the law that's on the books and he's trying to have his cake and eat it too he's trying to blame donald trump for the crisis on the border and at the same time He's trying to mimic Donald Trump's policies. He just came out and said he's going to enforce a new border policy. And he pointed at the Republicans on the Hill and said, it's all your fault. I have to do this. He's not doing it for them. He's not doing it for us. He's doing it to try to win a few votes from people who aren't going to read the whole story, let alone the whole headline.
0: Yeah, no doubt, and we're here with Roma Daravi. She's the former special assistant to the President Trump, former White House deputy director of strategic communications. Roma, when you're back in the White House, don't forget us holding the outpost in places like Scranton, Pennsylvania.
4: Oh, I will not forget. I am so excited to have my friends down in Pennsylvania, and and we'll be back for sure.
0: Sounds great. Thank you for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today.
4: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: That's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show. We'll be back after the break. Live at CPAC at National Harbor, Maryland. It's been a great. Great mix so far. We're bringing you the guest one after another now. We have Chad Canton, National Director of Veterans for America First. Chad, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show.
2: Matt, thanks for being here. Um, this is quite a quite a scene in here. It's starting to pick up with the energy in here. It was a little low earlier, but uh, it's really starting to uh, the red pills are being thrown around. So uh, things are starting to turn up a little bit. It's been a long day.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I've seen you go from booth to booth telling your story. Tell us a little bit about you and your organization.
2: I was a simple uh, United States Navy CB. Um, There's nothing simple about being a CB. (laughs) Let's let's start
0: right there. You you guys build the stuff. You guys build all the stuff. We
2: build everything. We'll steal it from you if you have it. Um, I love being part of one of the smallest units in the United States military. That being a CB, and we build, we fight the impossible or the hard takes us a little bit. The impossible takes us just a little bit longer. And uh, I live with that mentality now to try to save my country and lead as the uh, National Director of Operations for Veterans for Trump, Veterans for America First. And uh, we're building one of the largest coalitions across the country. And what we're doing is actually taking those veterans and bringing their leadership qualities back in their civic duties.
0: Now, I've dealt with the misnomer about this nonsense when it comes to Donald Trump, having two active duty military children um, in the Navy, by the way, this losers and sucker comment, how it's taken out of context, how it was manipulated from different situations and how he said, you know, why would you do that to, to guys? It, 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 you get into it because you probably get into it a lot better than
2: I will. I really don't. And the reason why is it's, 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 it's fodder to be thrown around. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And at the end of the day, you can take the military and Donald Trump in any way, shape or form. And anybody that served during that time, knew peace for the first time in 20 years. Your, your son, you told me was a, a, a fighter pilot. During Donald Trump, he was, he was running patrol. He wasn't sending anything down range. That's where we put our kids in trouble.
0: All right, we're going to have to leave it there. It's uh, 4 o'clock here at Okay, We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute.